Hello and welcome to part three of Wildwork Five Years In. In part three, Will and Amanda talk about how Wildwork connects people across all sectors to make biodiversity action happen from the bottom up, and how the Wildwork movement supports everyone else's efforts by connecting everyone involved in helping nature and encouraging best practice approaches. It's funny because it's been my mantra for the last, I don't know why, but for the last few weeks, I've said this maybe 10 times, like, first, do no harm. This is, this is what I keep saying, what I keep saying to people, like, you know, the most important thing. I think it's because I'm thinking a lot about action plans at the moment. We have a lot of stuff going on in relation to action planning and, and, and communities putting together their action plans and then trying to get them through to kind of bring them into to the funding funding sphere as well. And um, I, I keep saying to people that, you know, this is really, it's really important that with each action, you know, that they have, that we do this and this and this and consider all of these different elements so that whatever happens, the first thing you do is don't do any harm anyway. You have to think about all of this and talk to these people and everything, you know, don't just go in and start pulling things out of an SAC or, you know, putting up fences or putting up nice big lighting, you know, by the edge of a woodland or whatever, whatever it is, you know, or getting really excited and, and starting to remove the dredge stuff out of the stream by digging, by bringing a digger into the middle of the stream or, you know, whatever, all of the kind of bits and pieces that can go wrong when, um, when everyone is just so enthusiastic and wants to do something really good. Um, but isn't in possession of of all of the kind of variables up front, you know. So I think I think it's really important to harness that enthusiasm through a bit of education first, so that people mm. not that they have to know everything at all, but that they know where to go to find out. Do you know they or they know the kinds of questions that they should ask first. You know yourself. Sometimes if you don't know, there's any potential for for something to be harmful you wouldn't even think of it whereas at least if you kind of go oh okay I just need to check this this and this and then I can fire away and that could be like I just need to consult with the National Parks and Wildlife Service ranger and ask them would there be an issue or whatever it is and then they can crack on you know but um, as part of the action planning that's something that we kind of try and bring people through is okay what 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 do you need to consider first and see yeah they're... and and a lot of the, mo the money there mm. like one of our biggest learnings the main product let's say we were trying to sell while we we're in the beginning mm. was all themed around the all ireland pollinator plan we we had these packages designed that were like worth five thousand euro and for five thousand euro you get x amount of wildflower seed that might be planted in appropriate places you get x amount of management of existing green spaces in a pollinator friendly way like take on the management of a section of lawn or allow yeah. something to grow along at the meadow and then there was a couple of um solitary bee nesting sites created and then there was a little bit of monitoring and uh, an education program to go with so we had kind of like for five thousand you get this is the package. It's like going yeah. to McDonald's for a happy meal. Yeah, it's what and we do in yeah. training. We might package it up as a concept of this is what we'll do yeah. for, for this. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. That, that's what we had kind of in mind. And then we needed to sell X amount of packages to reach our turnover targets for it to be mm -hmm. sustainable. It didn't work like that, like mm -hmm. at all. So when we went into when we went to sell the packages, the companies 
heard something that they were very interested in and they wanted to meet us. And the result was we never sold a package, not one. Yeah. Right? Because when we started having these conversations, people wanted to be like, they wanted to learn more about what they had. Mm. There's this really old tree down here. Can you come down and look at it with us? And there's a section of woodland in the far corner of the site we want to know about. And where would we put the, uh, where, where, where would we have a wildflower seeds if we were going to plant it? Could you show us this? And it turned into this like walk and talk around the facility. Mm. And this was just initially just meeting with whoever might have been interested to have us on board. It was like a business meeting, but a kind of a interactive walking outdoorsy one. Yeah. And it very much turned into what they wanted was an education program so that the other people working in the place could just discover and learn what they had just learned from just meeting us. Yeah. And and then there was all kinds of things then needed for it to get the actual physical actions to happen. If it did want to manage the loan or whatever, there's some existing contractor that manages loans already. There's some uh, procedure that's to happen around permissions and compliance to do with tickets and who does this then and around there's all these kind of systems in place in a this could be in a pharmaceutical plant but it could be in a public park it could be anywhere so we were then needed to come along and talk to these people almost as consultants how would you do this what would you need to do so they need to do education consultation they also wanted to know in the education what about all what about that old tree and that old woodland ah, what else do we have around here so they wanted to find yeah, out the story. <laughs> they wanted to find out the story. Of, and it, it kind of very quickly, we were like, oh, these guys sound like they need a biodiversity action plan. Yeah. And exactly. it turned out that's what nearly everyone wanted in a way. Yeah. They wanted to learn more about what they had. And they wanted everyone else to learn about it. And actually taking action, doing something physical is, this maybe accounts for 10% of what the money is used for. Yeah. It's very small. And a lot of the time, money that's maybe spent on but yeah. Maybe they'll do the actions themselves. Maybe they, they, they kind of carry things out afterwards. I mean, did you yeah. want to track any of that about whether people followed through with some stuff or did they come back to you and report at any stage, kind of say, oh, we did this and this? Yeah, because the relationship, so instead of trying to sell a package and here you go, it turned into a relationship that, they had we worked with them year on years oh, since and we're always pushing for tracking as well for monitoring and less mm-hmm. of it happens and it's still a space that we're trying to maybe crack that one but what we found in terms of where is the money spent on wildwork services it's consultation education maybe generating a report a bit of that but it's mainly consultation education what is that then it's actually time yes it's staff time so we're talking about money all the time here we learned that that money is needed for time for professional time that's what the money is needed for it's for conversation with an ecologist it's for someone to come and do an appraisal on your site for someone to help talk to the right people it's for someone to go into the schools and teach the kids about this sort of stuff or teach the teachers about it and that's where the most of the money is needed and in fact the money you need for biodiversity action the money you need to spend on it Mm. that money is being spent already on stuff so a lot of the time you need to pay for the time it's a bit like the architect you're going to build your house anyway you, you have mm. the budget to build the house so if you take off work as the architect you need to pay them so that you'll build you'll just tweak how the house is built it'll be built in a different way you'll probably still spend the same money on the house you could spend a bit more or a bit less in fact and that's what's happening so 
it's like we want to develop a walk around the site, right? This is a, a typical thing now you might encounter. We want to develop a walk around our site so people can go walking lunchtime and get in their toes and steps or whatever. There's a fitness initiative going. Yeah. And we're going to spend this money on their walk. We're like, the walk is going by that really old tree and by that woodland and it's going to be down by the area where there's rare birds. And so how about the walk is more than just how many steps do you do? Mm. So you, and it's like, we so through engaging services of a wild rock themed professional, we'll say it doesn't have to be wild rock, it's just the time yeah. they help you to develop that then in a better way. Like so that the, so that the money is again, it's going for consultation type support for education type support this is the big areas where the money are needed and then even if we look within state organizations the likes of say national parks and wildlife service have rangers they like the budget for them is actually to pay the wages of the ranger and there has not been enough of these rangers in ireland where is the money needed to have rangers everywhere there should be and in fact maybe in even filling each territory where there is a ranger position there might need to be more than one but ultimately, the, the most important use of the money is in staff. It's in paying for time. And that's our, our big kind of learning. It's, uh, is that that's, that's the key space because we're going to be, like roads are getting built anyway. Parks are being maintained anyway. Built, houses are getting built anyway. Farming, farms are being farmed anyway. So it, you invest in time because it helps to bring about change in how you do things. You know, and that's a kind of a key key space and it's one of the why one of the answers to why wild rock you know why pay for a service like wild rock because that time is worth it because it'll help you to do the right thing and to make yeah. most of the resources you're investing anyway and you can get you know money towards it too so it's yeah exactly yeah so we we're talking about the conditions that brought about the establishment yes, we of wild yeah. rock and now that's five years ago that it was established more than five years ago yeah so we've been on a journey since and so wild work isn't funded wild work the initiative that's housed within CCAD, it's not funded to any program or anything still so we've been trying to sustain it and grow it and make it be a sustainable little initiative under the umbrella of CCAD. that's been our approach so far so we have people that work on wild work like myself and Karen, for instance, yeah. and the, the cost of having us working for CCAD is covered through this investment that's brought in. And we also then, because we're in CCAD, CCAD does a lot of stuff through the programs like the social inclusion program I mentioned, through things like TOOS. It does loads of stuff that's wild work themed. It always did, like we mentioned before. Yeah. So part of the work that Karen and I do as well is we actually link in with that stuff as well. So a lot of what I talked about was the outward stuff where we reached out to businesses to see, do you want us to, do you want to avail of our service? And we still do that. And we have to try to sustain that just like any sort of business concept works. Yeah. But equally, we're involved in in-house projects in CCAD. And we've been developing both side by side over the last five years. And there's a lot of learning happens with that. And stuff is trial and error. Some stuff works really well. Some stuff hasn't. We've been having to, experiment and trial and make stuff work and to do with like resourcing it staff wise or to do with the way we actually do our work how do you develop a biodiversity action plan how do you produce it how do you do all these things we've had to respond to 
kind of business development needs. How do you secure business? How do you capture clients? You have to do all that stuff. And all the stuff in the public space of funding, that's all been tiptoeing along. We've had loads going on in the space over the last five years. So we've, so we're, it's not like we're an established thing and we just work away and this is how we do our job. How we do what we do and the way it's evolving all the time. So that's been happening over the last five years. So we celebrated our achievements, our being everybody involved in Wildwork, like everyone involved in the movement to date at that time. We celebrated it in um, March 2019, World Wildlife Day, 3rd of March 2019. I was about to say, <laughs> I was just yeah. about to ask you, this is very important, Will, what date in March? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's so, 2020. Oh, sorry, I'm all, I'm all over the that place. Was, that was 2019. Everything went to heck. <laughs> so we had gone over, we were gone over 30 months of wild work and we wrote a report about all the things that happened and we brought everyone right. together to celebrate like what was happening. And what we started realizing anyway was that, like, once initially CCAD, the focus on Wildrup was they have to, we're going to invest money into it. CCAD was going to invest its own money. And like, it didn't want it to be wasted. It didn't want to blow the money. Like, yeah. everyone wanted it to work. So we were almost very narrowly focused in a way at the beginning. It's like, we have to bring in contracts. We have to try and grow this side of it. And so we weren't like saying we won't take on work with a community group or we won't do whatever, but our focus was with companies, like large companies at the beginning. You were you were treating was, it kind of as a business because it needed yes. to be sustainable. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but at the same time, we're still connecting in with the local authorities and with the local community groups. We're involved in SPAC and CCAD stuff and all this. And yeah, of course. What started happening is within a year or two, like we had as many clients, paying clients from the community sector as we did from the business sector. Community groups wanted to have a service like Wildworth too. And were and, they accessing the funding through other funds and bringing it back to you? Like yeah, World yeah. It was, uh, and for someone like me, like so I've, I've been working in CCAD before we established Wildworth. I was there whatever, four or five years or something. Yeah. going out with these same people i mean like there's this fund to develop trails would you like to and helping to support and now it was all flipped on its head now we're we were still collaborating with these groups and stuff but they were then going off to try and get funding from other sources that make things happen and what had been happening was they were like would you do this work for us so we ended so we've we've had loads of clients who were actually securing funding elsewhere and they actually have wild work working for them on community projects then and then and you're just so i can understand then you're bringing people like juice workers people who want to do a placement with wild worker to help you to carry out the actual work so then they're getting the benefits no okay. uh, no <laughs> why, why or how or but, well well know? yes you could say indirectly but we're not in that anything that's paid for wild work services any of the people then that are working on that are they're paid so we could have a project say where like we might bring in something extra that we're not paid for on top of the project and we might link two participants in with that side of it like we had a project in a place like douglas and we were doing meadow management so we got a contract to to maintain the meadow yeah and the local authority were actually paying us for that and the way this contract worked was we 
we based the, it on the original sort of the, the existing payments that happen in, in pub management of public spaces. So if you have a park somewhere, it requires so many hours of resources to manage the grass and whatever else. So we basically agreed a contract based on that sort of stuff. And we mm. said, we'll get that part done and we're, we're paid for this. But then on top of that, we were like, we want to explore the well-being aspects of managing those meadows or how to monitor wildlife and doing it or whatever. And that's where then we could collaborate with the local community group and bring in the likes of two participants and do extra stuff complementing the project. And you could have two participants then working on that. Oh, sorry. Or, okay, that's yeah. my misunderstanding. Two participants are there to support community groups. So it's not oh, that yeah. what is that right? So it's not that it wild is. work. Yeah, okay, sorry. That's my it I is, that but, actually. Well, I shouldn't have asked. I yeah. But you should have asked that. You should, you should ask that question because and it's a really great hard thing for us to navigate because hmm. so lots of the stuff that we'd be doing that's wild work, it's in-house wild work stuff. And we could what we've started to do over time, looking at now. Everything that's wild work themed, we just start calling it wild work. But just in terms of like, so people who look from the outside in might see this, but if we're working on a paid for a contract, people that are working on that, they're being paid to do that work. But we also happen to be involved with loads of stuff where there's like volunteer effort going into it, or there's students on a placement doing a thing, or there's people on a placement scheme like TUS or the Rural Social Scheme for Farmers. So we have all these sort of other connections as well where there's non-paid for stuff happening but they're linked with the projects we're working on so like that douglas example like if we just go with that it's a great one like so in in douglas like they wanted to be able to have a biodiversity plan for this local park so the local group actually secured funding to pay for a biodiversity action plan developed and they contracted wild work to do develop the biodiversity action plan and we were paid to do that but then, of course, loads of the actions that are within that are have got a relevance to community volunteers, to two participants. And we would say like this project. And so you could have then an action happen out of that and the people working on it could be two participants. Yeah. So there's constant interaction with, yeah. with people that are volunteering or that are working on a placement or that are on a student work experience or whatever it is, you know, um, but it, that's an important thing to realize. And, but what started happening, is, and, and in the beginning, this was really important for us because we don't want people to think, oh yeah, Seeker are coming along here with, like people who are on a TUS placement, they'd get paid too, actually. Yeah. But TUS is, is, remember it's for the spirit of it. Even though CCAT is, so Wildwork is part of CCAT and CCAT is a charitable organization, just like the local Tidy Towns group is, right? A bit bigger, fair enough, but we're a charitable non-profit organization too but the spirit of how we like to do things is that a scheme like TUS you want to have the participants placed with those organizations who almost wanted or deserve it the most you know so but if someone came to TUS and they were looking for a placement and they want to do something in biodiversity we wouldn't be like let's take them on as a participant working in far wilder we'd be like Let's try and link them in with a community-based organization who's yeah. uh, got a relationship with Wildwork. And like, so if the participant happened to be from Douglas and we had a Wildwork project in Douglas with a Douglas community group, we try and link that, that tooth placement then up with that group and make it happen that way. And Wildwork then, therefore, is almost 
a matchmaker or a coordinating type of service or and and then and then the other piece which i never touched on is and this is where we've taught, we do so much work where we don't we're not really we're not really being paid for it <laughs> like yeah. we should be where people ring you up and because you're ccad they ring up looking they've got some problem there's something happened in the local woods someone has cut down a tree who do we go and that contact is call is always put landed at wild work so we're always having conversations with people where we're offering them support and helping them and there isn't actually a budget covering it but then equally we might have a company and they are having those same conversations and with us about biodiversity stuff for their premises or whatever and we are charging them for it and they know that so it's it's actually what you call that's the consultation side of our service that we do consultation as a service as well and we get paid for it and loads of the consultation side of what we do as well is all linked back in the CCAD projects. And what has been happening in that time, I said we focus on businesses and then trying to bring in investment through companies, large companies. But it's not about we won't work with anyone else. That's just what we needed to do. But over time, all the rest of the stuff kept building. It's trying, to let, it's trying to hold back the tide to stop everyone else's interest in what we were doing. And our community of people actively involved in wildlife was growing. We were starting to see the benefit as well for CCAD as an organization in having a wildwork initiative in-house, like loads of benefits like to it. Yeah. And what started out as trying to address a gap or a need that CCAD saw, wildwork started growing into something that was actually great for CCAD. Uh, so not just to do with the money or how that side of it works, just the wildwork initiative. So that's what started leading us to this isn't just about our community like this has got to be work well in other places now we've seen plenty that didn't work well too that could be you know we've had challenges along the way and whatever but largely speaking that celebration event was about like we achieved something great like what we had managed to do even though that's looking at like i could also go what could we have achieved that's a different thing but what we did achieve though is really was really great and that was celebrated and we had at that time started looking to the replication of it in other places and then trying to further develop what we've been doing in CCAD areas and Wildrick as well as a service we don't have a territory so CCAD's Wildrick initiative doesn't have a territory because we're not linked with any government fund so we've ended up doing work in other counties we were like a group would call us in Dublin and we go there largely all our work was in CCAD's traditional areas of operation, but we started to grow and move to other places. And so we saw an opportunity to try and develop this more. And this is a key piece here. The way we tell the story of Wildrick, we use the example of Golden Eagles, Donegal, or you can pick other similar examples, right? So they wanted to bring back Golden Eagles to Ireland and they got 20 Golden Eagles. So they didn't throw one in 20 counties. They decided to pick an area to trial where this could work, this concept could work. And then if it works, it will naturally begin to spread. Eagles might start to, if they can work in Donegal, they might naturally then start to spread down into Sligo and over to Fermanagh and other places. So it might naturally evolve and move. And if that way of doing it worked, then you could go, let's get another 20 Golden Eagles and introduce them down in Kerry, for example. Now, that didn't happen with the Golden Eagles, but you can replicate it in other places too. 
So if this is important, like even though wild work is very much locally focused, the thought process behind it from the beginning has been much bigger than that. This is a national or international concept that if we can crack it here in Cork, let's then crack it in Dublin or crack it in Cavan or so that was the thought process that we try and a concentrated effort to make it work in the local sense to see, is this a thing that can be developed, that can work, that can, and if it is, then therefore it should happen elsewhere. So we always thought that, and it was starting to work. So then we started exploring that as a possibility. This is where the origins of this training program came from then. So we wanted to try and replicate Wildwork, and we wanted to see, was anyone interested in being involved in that with us? And there was a few people interested. And like two of those other organizations were West Limerick Resources in Limerick and Cavan County Local Development in Cavan, two other companies like CCAN. And through leader funding, most of the how leader works, it supports community projects. Like so, like in the West Limerick Resources area, the leader funding is for supporting all the organizations in that area. But there's also a part of the fund that's there to support kind of collaboration between the local development companies. So if West Limerick Resources and CCAD and, and Cavan, I'm going to just say Cavan, if Cavan, Limerick and, and Cork, we say, but CCAD, there's other companies in Cork as well, but yeah. let's say Cavan, Limerick and Cork are working all together on biodiversity stuff and trying to make this space work and one of them happens on an idea and they think it's good. The idea of this fund is, hey guys, we're doing this thing here. Do you think this could work in your area? And Cavan Limerick might be, geez, yeah, that's pretty, that might, we're interested in exploring that. So there's a fund there for that purpose, for these agencies like CCAD and other local development companies to come together and try something based on what they learned in the area they're operating in. So it's called like interterritorial cooperation funding or something. I mean, yeah. forgetting, right? <laughs> so we developed this idea then with, with Limerick and Cavan, and we came up with a project for how you're going to go about it. Now, we focused less on the commercial side of oil work, and that may be an next piece, maybe, who knows, in these areas, but it's more about the education part at the beginning. With. And a lot of the funding in this program is for training. That's the big focus of it. So we decided, let's design... And this is why we're coming around full circle where we set it up because we couldn't get access to big funds of money to teach people all about nature, basically. And we decided to design a training program that was themed all around wild work. And we went for the funding to try and get it ourselves in Cavan and Limerick, and we were successful. So the participants of this program are going to participate in the training. They're going to be taught all about stuff that we know already. But we have other elements built in there linked around things we want to try and learn more about. It's almost exploratory. So we've got these thematic projects. There's in Cavan, they're exploring wildflower seeds. In Limerick, we're exploring ecological corridor development. And down in Cork, we're exploring citizen science and well-being through interacting with nature. And we're working with companies, farmers, schools, community groups, state organizations. So it's all in this trip training program but a lot of the stuff in those thematic areas will be experimental we'll be learning together figuring out and anything then that we learn will be shared with other people they'll be shared through the form of developing technology themed resources like video or virtual reality or toolkits to do with how do you develop 
a community welfare seed bank. What even is it? Really? What goes so we're wrong? Gonna, one, <laughs> we're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to do all that sort of stuff. But LinkedIn with it, which I think this is of interest to the participants of the program, but they might they might get to interact with it a bit. But it's good to know that we're also have built in an evaluation piece. So it's not just evaluating is the training good and is it money well spent and all how evaluation usually works. It's also looking at work as a concept and like what's good, what's bad about it. Is this worth sustaining maybe in these places, Cork, Limerick, Cavan? And could is it worth actually replicating it elsewhere? If so, how might that happen? So we're sort of looking at that part of like the where next. So there's a part built into this program that's looking at that. And that's a very important part. So anyone who participates in this, firstly, they might think, ooh, I like the sound of that. I'd love to learn more about this. They're probably someone who nature and helping it resonates with them, like the people we referred to earlier. But the important thing for people to know, and I, I think this should be said to people, is that like you're actually helping all of us involved so far to further grow this movement. This is something new, we think, that's different than anything else. And together in this cooperation project, just even the amount of training that's happening, this is a huge program. This is, correct me, Amanda, if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's been a bigger biodiversity training program in Ireland. Certainly not in the last five years, Well, I, I wasn't yeah. in this space before that, but no, this is no. the biggest I know of. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very big. And like, yeah. when we talk, so when we talk the scale of this project, like it's, it's big, there's um, almost 500 people directly participating in it, but actually it's not like a quick, here, we're going to teach you to do this for half an hour, bye-bye. They're participating in it in a very meaningful way. So this is really big. Who knows what this is going to lead to? And there was, I don't, I won't mention them, right? The group, the community group. We needed to get venues for the training. And we were asking basically all the trainings happening outside in the woods and in the meadow. And so we needed to just have access to a facility. We weren't really looking to book something all that way. We were kind of looking for something. Is there any kind of a low cost option? Right. We're not trying to be cheapskates here, but we were like, would yeah. a local community be willing to give us use of access to one of their venues for toilets, parking, so yeah. on. And, there, there wasn't a budget there for that kind of thing. We were almost like, so I needed to go like, but why ye? Like, why would ye want this coming? And I was like, this training program is going to become a catalyst for so many things. It's like, I want this in your community, right? Yeah. But we can't, it's not going to run in every single community. We've picked certain places. And I was like, this is going to be great. Like, people are going to learn all about Wildbrook team stuff, all about nature, biodiversity, so on. But I'll pick somewhere now like uh, Clarny, right? It's not in Kerry at the moment. So we'll just say, pretend the community was Clarny. And I was like, so if we have this in Clarny, while we're learning all about the Wildbrook theme stuff, the part of the program, it's all going to be in Clarny. You'll be learning all about the Clarny woodlands, the Clarny meadows, the Clarny rivers, the species of wildlife in Clarny, the people involved in nature conservation in Clarny. So it's going to raise an awful lot of interest about biodiversity theme stuff in Clarny. We'll be generating wildlife footage with cool videos and the imagery will be stuff from Clarny because when we learn about Wildbrook stuff and we teach people the approach is that we like delve into the place we're in and learn about it through that place so it was like of course you want Wildbrook coming to your place because if you do 
the focus of this training program is all going to be on your place yeah. participate in this training at the local community hall and equally there might be a few farmers participate in it and there might be someone from the local school the trainees are going to bring these people together they're going to have a, a unified interest in nature anyway they're going to get to know like-minded people and they're going to learn about how to do real cool stuff to help nature so the chances are really high then someone will be like we've got this uh community project in the woods in Clarny, and uh we, we tried to get funding for it there and it couldn't really we didn't get any but someone from the local authority down in Kerry might be like geez we uh, we could help out in this kind of way and someone from the big corporation might be like would we be able to get some of our staff involved in that helping with cleaning up of the vegetation or whatever's needed or we happen to have this investment fund that we're looking for an appropriate community project would we be able to so we're going to try to be pulling all these things together and the program therefore then becomes a catalyst for biodiversity action you know and that's yeah. it's almost like same with a biodiversity action plan it does that but this training program will do that too there's going to be all kinds of ideas spoken about look and the program has room for that kind of thing this isn't you come into a classroom sit down and get loaded full of information and there isn't any time to talk about it or even give your thoughts or you teach the trainers a little bit there will be space here to explore things together and chat about stuff and people are going to learn all kinds of stuff and i think catalyst is a kind of key word that this wildbrook framework around this program will become a catalyst for lots of different things to happen so that's why you'd want to participate that's why you'd want it in your community that's why people should get involved from everyone at the wildwork team thank you for listening to our podcast if you'd like to learn more about Wildwork, please visit us at wildwork.ie or follow the links provided in the podcast description. Goodbye.